In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, welcome everyone to Paying It Forward. It's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, I wish I could say happy spring today, but as I look out the window, I see the snow still falling. And the only thing I can say is hang in there. Spring and new beginnings are right around the corner. So let's start off our show with the business tip of the week. So lots of times I get so busy, my phone is ringing, I'm dealing with a lot of papers on my desk all at once, and by the end of the day, I have mounds of paper. And what I try to do is I try to have a rule in my own mind that I try to handle each piece of paper just once. So I was reading an article yesterday, um, I believe it was from Skyline.com, and one of the tips that they had given was that you should actually do the same exact thing with your emails. So um, just try to look at your email once. If you need to take an action on it, do it right away, or file it in its proper folder, or just delete it. And you should always just try to keep it at a real manageable number. This way you're not going back wasting time and rereading, you know, the same email and not moving forward and not being as productive. So that is my business tip of the week. So moving right along, I I know my listeners know how excited I was to have Joanne Hines, the packaging diva, on our show just a couple of months ago. And the show went so quick. I mean, Joanne was an incredible help to me personally. She critiqued my Glovey's um, package um, because everybody knows if there's one person on the face of the earth that did absolutely everything wrong with her first package, that would be me. Um, But with Joanne's help, we were able to sort through exactly what the new package of Glovey should look like. And I was absolutely thrilled with all the emails that I got from so many of my listeners saying that just by listening to the show that Joanne had done and listening to all the tips that she had about the Glovey's package, they were actually able to take that information and apply it to themselves and their package. So um, with that, um, I'd like to give you a little background about Joanne. She is an amazing person. She's so full of credentials that she deserves <laughs> this time. 
So Joanne Hines is an industry leader in the packaging industry. She has more than 30 years of packaging experience, and she's really, truly earned the title, the packaging diva. She has a commanding power of the power of branding, design, and merchandising of, you know, packages. And you know what? She she knows how it can influence a consumer, whether to buy or even yet not to buy a product. So Joanne's a world traveler. She goes around speaking and educating people on packaging trends and technology. Joanne built her own brand, the Packaging Diva and Packaging Uni- Packaging Diva University. So she really is an amazing person. And um, I was actually talking to my patent attorney yesterday, and as I, he's like a big fan of my show, Paying It Forward. And he was asking me who my guest was going to be today, and I told him the packaging diva. And he started to giggle, and he said, Josephine, because I listened to your last show, I signed up for her incredible blog, her newsletter. And um, as we were sitting there talking, he said, I just got another really great um, blog you know, regarding Joanne, you know, from Joanne, the packaging diva. So anyway, she's getting well, well known out there. And with that, I would like to give a very warm welcome to Joanne Hines. Good morning, Joanne. Hey, good morning, Josephine. You made me feel bad because it was over 90 degrees here in Atlanta yesterday. So I empathize with you. We're absolutely way too hot, and I guess you're still suffering from the winter weather. Well, you know what, Joanne, I have to tell you, I am so over the winter here in New York. We had so much snow, but do you know, waking up and battling my son this morning, it was his birthday on Saturday, and he is six years old, and all of the children in that age group are crazy about these lacrosse shorts. So, um... He was so excited to have gotten a really cool pair of lacrosse shorts on Saturday, and he can't wait to wear them to school. So he's up at 5 o'clock in the morning. He comes. He wakes me up. It's still dark out. He's like, Mom, can I wear the shorts today? And I said, Garrett, let's put on the news. Let's see what's going on here. So we put on the news, and the weatherman (laughs) said, you need your umbrella. You need your overcoat. You need your boots. And my son's looking at me, and he's like, Mom, but sometimes a weatherman's not always right. Uh Today. Today he was. So anyway, that was my morning. But Joanne, enough of that because we have so much to cover. I am just so thrilled to have you on my show today. And um, let's see. Let's find my notes here and find out where we're going to start. Here we go. So Joanne, I did lots of research. I went on your blog and I thought that one of the best things you you've written, and just in my opinion, was the five easy steps to get started packaging your product. I thought that would be a great thing to get started with our show. How do you feel about that, Joanne? Yeah, that's actually one of my most popular articles because it really outlines a lot of the things that people don't even think about. Um, one of Probably the question or one of the issues that I get asked the most or people call me after the fact is because they have actually started about um, doing everything but thinking about their packaging. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So if I had to give a takeaway and that actually has 
is one of my points is that you must begin thinking about your packaging at the beginning of the project rather than at the end or in the middle of the project because it's so integral to the success of the overall um, development of any of any product. You know, you're so right about that, Joanne, because no matter how good your product is on the inside, if the package doesn't relay the information, nobody gets it and nobody's going to buy your product. And it's a shame that, you know, there's probably a lot of really good products out there that aren't selling only because they have bad packaging. Well, yeah, or they have the wrong packaging. And, um, that's one of the questions that people always come to me and say, you know, my product got, I took it to the retailer and they said, basically, in, in, in no short terms, this is your packaging sucks. You know, so it's yeah. like. <laughs> oh, Joanne, I hear those words and I just know I did everything wrong with my Glovey's package. I just, you know what? I trusted people because I knew nothing about it. And I was so under the gun to get it done because I really wanted to make the trade show, the ABC Kids trade show. And this guy did packaging. But you know what? He really didn't do packaging for young children. I mean, you really need to do your research. And the packaging is everything. So, okay. Well, and so, that, Joanne, that yeah, was go ahead. Say one of the real key things is also another takeaway, which is really important, is the fact that most people like yourself are just too close to it, and they really don't look at from an objective perspective about what the consumer or one, an outside person would view their product packaging. So really, even if you don't hire an expert, it really is behooves you to take and have other people get other people's opinion about what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish before you go so far in one direction that you, you've made a mistake that, that you can't recover from. So, Joanne, when you say get other people's opinions, are you saying, like, we should go after our target market? For, for instance, with Glovies, we've decided that my target market is the moms of young toddlers. Should I be taking my package to moms with, you know, young toddlers and asking them before I even have my packaging printed up? Do you know well, what's inside of this package or seeing if they actually get the message? Exactly. That that's a, raises a very good point, Josephine, because if you're not conveying what's inside to your target audience, then and they don't understand, then how is anybody going to know, you know, make the connection about what you're trying to sell? Right. I think you're I think that's so right. And you know what? In this whole process, I've also learned, Joanne, that sometimes the buyers in the stores are some of the best people to ask. I mean, even if you don't want your product to be in, you know, X store, if you just ask the buyer if they could just take a minute to quickly look at it, they see thousands of products come their way. They would know right off the bat. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's very true. And also, they know, for example... There are trending items in packaging. Uh, Sometimes it's colors. Sometimes it's packaging materials. Um, Sometimes it's environmental issues, which is, of 
course, the most important issue right now that seems to be on the minds of most of the consumers, and particularly on the young mom, young entrepreneur, um, seem to be very concerned about the environmental impacts of product packaging, and the retailer will know you know, what those consumers are expecting or what those consumers are looking for on the product packaging. So that's a great idea to go ahead and ask the retailers. Okay, so I, I think that that's a great um, a great suggestion, but um, I can't believe the first segment of Paying It Forward, we're already wrapping up. Joanne, I feel like I need to have you for an entire month because we have so much information about packaging. But um, when we come back from our break, we'll talk a little more about the five easy steps to get started packaging your product with Joanne Hines, the Packaging Diva. We'll be back shortly, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, at 11, 10 Central on Toginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette. On toginet.com. Come be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on toginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. 
Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. So, okay, let's get back to the five easy steps to get started packaging your products. So, we have Joanne Hines, and I think we covered step number one, which is do your homework and do it really, really early. When you're developing your product, that's when you need to go out and start doing your research on the packaging. So, that's number one. Number two is the packaging materials. Correct, Joanne? We briefly touched on that. Yes, and and it's really interesting because this actually, since I was on your show the last time, um, is a huge issue today with all of the issues around environmentally friendly materials, new styles of product packaging, new innovations coming on the marketplace. It really, really is important to understand packaging materials in um, finding a supplier. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit more about that, but first of all, if you have any questions about that, I'd be happy to answer them. Yeah, you know what, Joanne? I think that... um after we go through our five easy steps, we're going to talk about the great ebook that you came up with, the six steps toward greener packaging. Okay. So I think we'll touch on that in just a few minutes. So we have do your homework, step one. Step two, packaging materials. Know your packaging materials. Let's and and pick to- your material. Yes. I, I, yes. And pick and your I materials. Did, uh-huh. I do want to mention something about that since we spoke the last time. I have partnered with a company which is the largest online global marketplace selling parts, things like that, called Manufacturing. It's MFG.com. And I am building a packaging portal for them. So you will literally save hours of time by going to MFG.com forward slash packaging. That's the the preview site to be able to go in and put your request for proposal out there and all the suppliers in the packaging world will be happy to give you their quotes or connect with you for your um, asking packaging questions. I'm I'm really excited about that and I know people want to know more but I don't want to take up all the time and wow right now. That sounds incredible Joanne because now that I've got the design of my Glovies package that is my next step. I really have to find the right package and the right materials and the right weight of all of that and I what an incredible idea. That's that's a great idea. So one-stop shopping right there. And then I'm sure everybody will be thrilled to send out quotes to you. So instead of us doing the research, thank goodness you, you know, partnered with MFG. You know, it's just great. So I'm thrilled about that. All right. So we'll come back to that in just a minute. So, Joanne, what's the third step? Oh, this, this is something people really don't think about a lot, and it's to optimize your packaging profile. And what that means is is that you, as a, as a um, manufacturer, you know, you want to have the biggest profile in the retail environment that you can. Unfortunately, because shelf space is so limited, most retailers are really looking for the most minimal amount of product space. For example, if a product is very long and horizontal, it might take up 12 inches on the retail shelf. If you could redesign it in such a way that that 12 inches was vertical and you were only 4 inches across instead of 12 inches across on the shelf space, 
That is a very big plus with retailers because that means in that same space for 12 inches, they can get another product or maybe even two products. So they're more likely to look at something that has a very good optimized profile or, or footprint on the store okay. environment. Okay, I think that's a great idea. Now, Joanne, I know I got this information from your website. I remember reading somewhere that you had said that one of the best things you can do is actually go into the stores yourself and look at the different packaging and figure out which package is most like the package that you're looking for for your product because you know the store has already approved that type of packaging. So... That's very true. And and also, the other thing is, is that if it's in the store, then it's already likely of a fair degree of success. Okay. So the, clue, the key, though, is you don't want to copy or clone someone else's package. You can emulate them and, and look similar, but what you don't want it to be is what is called copycat packaging or accused of copying somebody's design, shape, colors, verbiage. You see lawsuits all the time where a lot of these large corporations are suing one another for what they call brand infringement because the two product packages are so similar. The consumer is likely to be confused. Okay. All right. So that's great. So that's number three. Optimize your package profile. All right, Joanne, how about number four? Okay, uh, well, we did, this is actually number five, because we did number one. But, okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry, B, we talked about number four, which is be prepared to take advice. Yes. So we okay. talked about that, getting other people's opinions, going into the retail store. One of my favorite tips that I really like is to ask, to go into the retail store and just ask people that are walking down the aisle that are looking for similar products, what they like, what they don't like, what they think, you know, is, is intriguing to them, and to get their feedback. And another key point at the same time is to remember you have to step away five feet from the shelf to look at what's on there, not up close and, you know, eyeball to eyeball, but five feet, which is the typical viewing distance of the average consumer. Joanne, just to let you know those emails that I got regarding the last show, that was the number one takeaway tip from the last show, the ta- uh, step back five, five feet. Five feet. Okay, great. I That's thought good. That, that was number one. And number two, the, when you said you only have 2.6 seconds to get the attention of the consumer, that was the other takeaway that everybody loved. That is actually true, and and people see, get so many messages during a given day that they are in information overload. So you have to be thinking about what in your, with your packaging, what's going to capture someone's interest, whether it's color, shape, words, pictures, graphics. That's the thing that's going to make your product stand out on the shelf from all the other competitors out there. Yeah, I think that that's great. But you know what, Joanne, I was just speaking to another mom entrepreneur the other day. She has like eight products out right now. She's doing an amazing job. But 
the one thing she had said to me is, I like being wordy. I really like connecting with my consumer, my the, the other moms out there buying the products. I really want them to know why I came up with this product and why it's going to make their life so much easier. And I had explained to her what you had said to me was that, the, pa- the outside of the package is not the place for that, but you could take a little card, write your story on that card, and do an insert in the package, and she loved that idea, and I'm thrilled that I'll be doing that with my gloveys. So I thought that was another great point that you had brought up, Joanne. Well, just so, to say, that's a really good point because you have such a – think if your package is a billboard and you have a, such a limited amount of space. So you have to convey the most important elements to get them to pick up the package first. Once they get it in the shopping cart or get it home, then it's the time to tell further information, the story about you or why it was developed or anything that you want to build a connection with that consumer. But they're not going to stand there and read a large amount of verbiage while they're in the store. They're generally, you know, in a hurry, picking Uh things up, running down the aisle (laughs) kind of scenario, which all young mothers, I'm sure, are pretty much in the same boat. Absolutely, Joanne. I mean, I can remember the days when I used to go into the baby stores. You know, I had a four-year-old, I had a two-year-old, and I had a newborn, and I was worried about the bucket falling out of the cart and my kids running down the aisle. You know, there's a lot of chaos going on as far as the consumer goes. So, yeah, you're right. It's just going to be a snapshot. Boom. Oh, wait, let me just grab that while everything else is going on. And um, that's a great point. So, all right, let's move on to the fifth easy step to get okay. started with packaging. The fifth easy step is to everybody, one of the, the most common situations that occurs is that somebody will come to me and they say, you know, I have this fabulous design of this package and it's very exotic and it's, you know, it's a beautiful design. It's well thought out. But unfortunately, it's something what they call custom packaging. And in many cases, it could be a plastic package that requires a mold or a tooling, which is upwards of $25,000 just for the tool itself. So I don't want everybody to put their their creative ideas aside, but I want them to think about starting small, starting something that they can get cost-effectively, reasonably, and in small quantities. Then, after their product is out there and they're starting to get sales, then they can go back and look at, you know, how can I improve this package? Should I do Uh. things differently? Because the package is such a large portion of of the cost of the product, and people are flabbergasted just what a simple box costs, let alone some kind of plastic customized um, package. So, you know, I say think big, but be prepared to compromise. Yeah, you know what? You're so right. And once again, Joanne, here I go. I made that mistake. So now I have thousands and thousands of my new pa- of my old packaging that is really going to be wasted. So that's another. We look at all this, Joanne, as lessons learned. 
So I just hope that, you know, my listeners out there can learn from all of my mistakes. So I love that suggestion. So what we have to do is think small just for a little while until your demand really increases. And if there's a need to change your packaging, then you could change it. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. And um, And I I think that's great. I wanted to add to this point, too, is that you don't have to overthink the initial package. So many people, I had a client one time who kept sending me design after design after design. She had like 30 different designs. I was like, what? you know, wait, let's step back for a minute. <laughs> don't, th- don't overthink the packaging. Love that. Okay, we'll be back shortly, halfway through paying it forward. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, Fairy Tale. Wishesinc.com and for Diana, the next big zing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true with the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Diana Cohen on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. It's Josephine here. So I'm so glad we had um, a chance to get through the five easy steps to getting your packaging to starting or... You know what I mean, five easy steps to get started packaging your products. Okay, so we have that behind us. Now, going forward for our second half of our show, being that um, everybody is so concerned about going green, I thought it would be a great idea for Joanne to discuss the six steps toward greener packaging. And Joanne has this great ebook. It's... Um, called is it green or garbage and um joanne could you just tell everybody where they can go to get that actually 
actually the um, it's on my website at um, packaginguniversity.com slash blog and just type in greener garbage it's on it's in there several times it's not on the most recent post but it's on the previous post about greenwashing for Earth Day and going green for Earth Day okay. <laughs> or they can email me at joanne at packagingdiva.com Perfect. Okay, that's wonderful. Okay, so let's start with, um, it looks like our six steps all start with the R. So first we have reduce. Tell us about reduce. Well, this is one of the simplest ways to solve the environmental issue of too much packaging. That is, reduce the amount of packaging for your products. And the best example that I can give you is back in the 1950s where every deodorant that you used to buy used to come in a cardboard box. And inside that cardboard box was the tube of deodorant in some sort of plastic tube. Well, they got rid of the boxes, and now the tubes themselves of deodorant are just shrink-wrapped and sent into the store, and they're a standalone product. So essentially, one half of the package has been eliminated. Um, Another good example is alter detergents, where they have concentrated down the detergent into a much smaller package. uh, Oh, right. Yeah, so therefore... They're using, you know, millions of pounds of less plastic, millions of pounds of less plastic into the trash can and so on. So that's the kind of thing you need to think about from the reduction standpoint. You know, how can I use less product packaging than the traditional way of doing it? Yeah, I... I think that's an amazing idea, but it's, you know what, Joanne, what is so surprising to me is that um, everybody's getting on the bandwagon here. And, I mean, even Heinz Ketchup, look what they're doing with their packaging. Yeah, they're all, everybody's trying to find ways to solve the consumer issue about too much packaging going into the waste stream. And, you know, it's a perception thing in many cases where people think even Lunchables, that's a good mom's thing, even oh, yeah. Lunchables went through a redesign where they were able to eliminate some of the internal packaging within the product and took out so much excess packaging in the waste stream. So everybody's trying to come up with the right answer, which leads me to my next point, which is a lot of products can be refilled. And the interesting thing about it is that a flexible, a flat, flexible packaging pouch, which you can fill that has a spigot, um, you can actually take less than um, 95% less uh, packaging materials than like a rigid box or a rigid container or a, a bottle. So if you can come up with products that you can refill, they buy the initial product, and uh-huh. Method has done a great job with this where you buy the initial designer style um package that you keep in your bathroom and then you continually refill it from a flexible packaging pouch that contains the same material the same contents yeah i saw that bottle of method on your website joanne and i thought that you know what it really only makes sense when you think about it because why do you have to keep buying the same um container with the the 
the spray, whatever the heck you yeah, need, the spray and, handle. Know, detergents are doing a great job with cleaning products. I've seen tablets where you buy the bottle and then you put the tablet in there and add your own water. I've oh, yeah. seen concentrates where you have a concentrate that you add your own water. The method, the refillable bottle, everybody's coming up with different ways to come up with a refillable package. Even I wear a perfume called Flower, F-L-O-W-E-R by Kenzo. They even have a refillable bottle and pass for high-end, expensive designer perfumes that they switch to go into the to a refillable package. So, Joanne, I think this is all great news, but you know what? It's even better news for the manufacturers because, yes, we all want to help the environment, but secretly, I wonder how many people are thinking, wow, this is really going to help my bottom line here. It'll help your bottom line, and this is also leads into the next R, which is to design products that can be reused, and there are a lot of different ways to do that. I've seen numbers of things from wood-bound boxes that can turn into uh, storage units. There's one that I have on my website, which is a hanger pack where people are shipping their um, shirts out in a uh, corrugated envelope, and then when you get the envelope and take it out, you unfold it and you turn it into a hanger. Um, parts of boxes that turn into other products a lot in the computer business where they're actually taking part of the box itself and turning it into a computer stand Um, you know the list really goes on about the way to um, repurpose yeah Joanne even the one that you had on about the pizza box the pizza yeah I thought that was great. You take the top of the pizza box, the carton has um, preparations on it, and you just tear it apart, and all of a sudden, the pizza box becomes plates. I mean, how great is that? And and then the whole thing can be disposed of because it's paperboard packaging that can go directly into the waste stream. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm telling you, I think the companies that are really going out of their way to go green are really going to have loyal customers because, you know, everybody wants to feel like they're doing just a little something for the environment. Well, and then another thing, which is really is commonplace, which people don't realize, but the aluminum can is a really good example of recycling, where there's very little raw aluminum made that's not made from recycled bottles and recycled cans, aluminum cans. So that is an early example of people recycling products. But you can... The, the type of plastic that goes in plastic water bottles is being made into clothes, being made oh, wow. into furniture, being made into alternative um, products that are taking the, the bottle from going into the waste stream and turning it into another usable product. And also you have examples of companies like TerraCycle that are partnering with the major consumer products goods companies. So. They're working through the school system where you bring in your craft food products and and they collect them and then they turn them into other things like umbrellas and pocketbooks and other cool stuff instead of throwing the package away. 
Yeah, I'll tell you the schools just on that note real quick. Joanne, my kids, my local school here, they are so into recycling, I can't even tell you. Like, they call it March Madness, that every Tuesday, no matter what the kids bring into school, if you bring in your lunch, like the kids get stickers and tattoos and all of this stuff if they use recyclable things. So if they bring a canister instead of bringing in a plastic container of something. And it's really starting at a very young age, the importance of recycling. Well, that's another, brings me to another good point because the next R is to reuse. And a good example of this is like water bottles that are reusable, either glass water bottles or there are a number of companies that are making aluminum bottles that you can continually refill and reuse that package. A Starbucks coffee cup, the the metal coffee cups are a good example of where you just go in and you bring your own cup and you continually refill it and you're not having to you know purchase the paperboard cups you're just bringing your own back so you're reusing the existing package over and over again I love that idea. And once again, it helps Starbucks out again. It's less um, goods that they have to purchase. Well, and the last one, which is really where, (laughs) excuse me, a lot of the um, new ideas and innovation is coming from is Renew, which is using renewable resources. And everything from using uh, products that are made, I don't know how, how you, whether you've been following the paperboard containers that are actually using milk is using a paperboard jar instead of a plastic jar, and then it's filled with a, with a plastic pouch. But there's a lot of movement in products like that. I haven't seen that yet, Joanne. So what is it? It's a paperboard container for the milk, and it has a spout on it? Yes, it's actually called a a paper bottle. The bottle itself is paper that can be composted. And inside, the milk goes into a plastic liner, sort of like the milk pouches, but in this case... Because we don't like the pouches in the United States, they have a rigid paperboard container. So it looks like a milk bottle, but it's made out of paper. Oh, that sounds really cool. It is cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. So I'm so happy. So, Joanne, we're just coming up um, on a break real soon. So, once again, if anybody wants to go and get Joanne's ebook, it's um, Six Steps Toward Greener Packaging. Is it green or garbage? It's fourteen ninety nine, correct, Joanne? Yes, fourteen ninety nine plus. Shipping. And they, yep. And then they can just go, or it's an ebook, right, Joanne? No, I can said they it's just... shipping. Yeah, no, it's there's no, it's it. There's no shipping. I'm sorry. There's, <laughs> there's no, no shipping, shipping, and it's ebook delivered, and it has lots of good things besides the content. There's several things in there that I really like, which are terms and definitions environmental packaging terms and also one of my favorite things which has become really popular is the green packaging icons you know what are they and how do you use them what do they represent oh that's perfect 
Yeah, it's just an education. And Joanne, wow, it, there's so much information here that the average person just wouldn't know about. So thanks for letting us know about that. Okay, so we'll be back with our last segment of Paying It Forward with Joanne Hines, the packaging diva. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. Do you get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's Real Moms in the Real World. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. It's Josephine here. We're on our last segment of Paying It Forward with Joanne Hines, the Packaging Diva. So what we're going to talk about is the 10 package to-dos, packaging to-dos in 2011. And um, during break, Joanne had informed me we might not have time to get through all 10, but what we'll do is, Joanne, how about if we have the listeners either email you or email me and we can then send them the whole list that would be great and you know one thing that i wanted to mention josephine is that people think just because they finish their product packaging that that's the end of it and that is not the case the product packaging is not static you constantly have to reevaluate reassess 
understand where the consumer is going, understand the consumer's issues, understand environmental issues, understand regulatory issues, all of which can come back and bite you in the butt if you're not staying on top of what's going on. Yeah. I love that. So before we get to the 10 package to-dos, you know, Joanne, I just want you to know that what I've personally taken away from the show today is I know when I had my little ones, I was carrying that diaper bag around, and I just love little pouches, the reusable pouches. And I'm really going to try to think of a way that with my new Glovies package that I could somehow come up with a real clever reusable package. Um, and that kind of goes into this whole going green concept. So thanks for having the light bulb go off for me, Joanne. And yeah, I'm sure actually, that's a yeah. great idea because you could come up with the, the primary package would be the package that has the container and then it would be a refill, like uh, if you refill lots of products, like you buy a little box and you flip yeah. up the lid and you take the little flexible pouch of products and you open it up and you refill the the um, lid, you know, you refill the container. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go there, and especially with a product like yours, it very well lends itself to doing a, a primary keepsake-type packaging, and then at the bottom, the rest of the packaging would be refills that you could purchase, and that would bring the cost down also of the secondary purchase of your, of your products. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. Thank you so much, Joanne. So, all right, we're going to go right to our 10 packaging to-dos. What's number one, Joanne? Well, number one is to take an honest look at your packaging. You know, a lot of people, like I said earlier, they've looked at it and they think, okay, I'm already done. You know, this is the package. This is going to last me a lifetime. And that's not the case. You just need to go back and look at what you've done and find out, you know, is it, after you've introduced it, is it working to your best advantage? But were there changes that you might have put off? And we talked about this earlier due to lack of time or money that you went with a initial package and now it needs to be refined yeah. into another package. Yeah, Joanne, it's going to cost me a fortune, but you're so right about it. So take an honest look at the package. But, Joanne, I do have to let the listeners know that when I came up, when the designer came up with the first package, it was a Friday afternoon. He had emailed it to me, and I actually went to get my nails done that Friday, you know, it was like 5 o'clock, everybody, all the moms, the working moms were having their nails done. And I don't know what possessed me to pull out my packaging. I didn't even know these people. But I had a swarm of people looking at the packaging. Do you know nobody knew what the pa- what was inside the package? So yeah. from, from Friday to Sunday, I actually reworked that package. So, I mean, if if my I know my old packaging was all wrong, but the very, very first package was even worse than the second package, and it goes right into what you're saying, is take an honest look at your package, but listen to other people. If they don't get it, what's the purpose of it? You know, it's a waste of time and money, so... And that actually that actually lends itself into number two is to uh, let other people look at what you're doing before you get (coughs) 
completely finished. And, and this is not family and friends who aren't going to want to hurt your feeling. This is yeah. people who who can give you an unbiased, objective opinion about what they think. And, um, you know, you don't want people to tell you what you want to hear. You want people to tell you what's wrong or right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Joanne, one of my biggest lessons that I've learned in this whole process is I was so happy to have gotten on the shelves of one of the baby retail stores. The buyer had faith in me and had faith in my product. But you know what? I wish she was a little more educated as far as packaging goes, because had she turned to me right from the very beginning and said, you know what? I like the product, but you need to redo this package. It's not working. That would have saved me so much heartache. It would have saved me about two years of being on the shelves. It would have saved me redoing my packaging. So now that I've gone to another huge baby retailer that I am absolutely thrilled that I'll be getting on their shelves very soon, that buyer looked at the package, knew it was wrong, and told me what she was looking for. And that's so, so important. So keep an open mind. And if people are telling you your package sucks (laughs) I hate to use that word but it's true just don't take it to heart it's a package you know just listen to others and be open okay Joanne what about number three well actually I'm going to combine number three and number five which is go to at least five different types of retail outlets and look at what's set, you know, what you like and what you don't like. Competitive products and assess their shelf appeal. And at the same time, I want you to look outside your category into other categories where you can come up with packaging innovation or ideas that you might be able to take into you and use in your own particular category. For example, a good example I like to use is when Wishbone revolutionized the salad industry, when they went with a sprayer. Now, you know, nobody had ever come up with a sprayer for a salad dressing, but they took something from the cosmetic and toiletry industry and moved it into the to the dressing industry, and all of a sudden a new category of product packaging was born. Yeah, and it's a healthier way, too. So that's great, Joanne. That was so a great example. They And they, they this isn't one of my li- on my list, but <laughs> it, there's one thing I want to give as a takeaway is another idea that people never think about is when you're de- developing product packaging, think of is there an unmet consumer need? And that is what Wishbone did. Wishbone came up with a category. They came up with an idea of how they wanted to solve the situation where where consumers wanted to, to use less dressing, which was an unmet need because nobody else was doing it. So you think about that in terms of solving a problem that consumers have that nobody else has solved before. And if you can solve it through your product packaging, you'll have a winner. I love that. So think out of the box, more or less, right, Joanne? Exactly. Think out of the box. And what consumers need and want. And solve a solution. I think that's key. Great. Okay, we have four minutes left, Joanne. How many do you think we can squeeze in? Well, I'll, I'll put another couple together, which is 
subscribe to the industry blogs, which hopefully you'll subscribe to Packaging News. You can use my blog or other packaging-related blogs uh, on my website at PackagingDiva.com on the blog my blog role, I have a list of all the leading packaging design blogs, packaging supplier blogs, general information blogs about packaging. So if you go to my website, then you can go to all these others that are directly clickable. Then the other thing is to attend an industry trade show. One at least, try to go to one at least every year and see what's going on, you know, what's new, what's innovative, what's different. Um, so, Joanne, you're specifically talking about the plastic show or anything, a packaging trade show? <laughs> Any packaging trade show. There are several regionalized trade shows. There's South Pass Pack, East Pack, West Pack, and Mid Pack. And then yeah. there are other specialized shows. The granddaddy of all shows is in Chicago this fall. I think it's in September. So, if you really need to know what's new in packaging, then that is the place to go, or just looking for ideas or help. If you can, you know, put it into your schedule. Plus, they've got conferences and all kinds of information going on at the same right. time. And, Joanne, a lot of those trade shows are free, correct? Yeah, it's free or for a nominal event, or you can get supplier invitations that give you the free, free tickets to get in. Yeah, I know that the East Pack show in New York is usually in um, early June, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I just know that I always got invitations to go to that, and it was free. And like you said, it's a wealth of information. You, it's just an education. It's an edu- education plus the latest of what's going on. <laughs> if you don't have, excuse me, time to keep up, then that's a good place to kind of catch up in a hurry. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think that's great. Okay, so that's that's good. Now, Joanne, um, any other? Well, um, th- I've pretty well covered that, but I do want to go back to manufacturing.com again for packaging. Oh, perfect. Okay, let's wrap up with that, Joanne. It's one of the uh, – I'm 30-plus years in the packaging industry, and this is the most exciting thing I've seen in packaging in years because what it is is an online platform where you can get quotes for all your product packaging as a, as a purchaser. And as a supplier, you can provide any type of product packaging to what the consumer, what the customer needs. And the way it's done is done, it's done intelligently matching. So it's not like you're knocking on somebody's door and cold calling or you're picking up the phone and dialing all these suppliers and saying, you know, I need a quote on X, Y, Z. You put your request on there. The suppliers come to you, but only when and if they can meet all of the criteria that you specify. It could be anything from location to quantity to delivery date to material design, any kind of industry standards that you require. (laughs) Well, Joanne, thank you so much for that information. That's mfg.com, and I'm sure we can go to the Packaging Diva, you know, your website for more information regarding that, correct? That's right. Okay, wonderful. Well, Joanne Hines, the Packaging Diva, thank you so much for being a guest on Paying It Forward, and we hope you'll come back soon. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks, Josephine. You have, have a great, great day. Bye bye. Thank you for Bye-bye. being a part of Paying It Forward. <laughs>
with Josephine Tarasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 